Well, hey, listen, we are glad you're here, and if you are a part of our Victory Hamilton family, Hamilton Mill family, you know that we just finished 21 days of prayer and fasting. Come on, somebody. I don't know how to take that clap if you're glad it's done or you're, you're, you're thankful what God did or maybe a little bit of both. Come on. Let's just be real in the house. But, uh, but I, I just want to really just tell you that is the best way, not just a, that was a church called fast, right? But that is the best way to start a new year. Uh, for all days of your life, I want to encourage you, every new year, start, start off with a fast, and it's just committing that year to the Lord. And, and then we ended it uh, literally a day early, kind of, because it was on Thursday right here in the room on Friday night, and that was incredible, a night of worship and prayer. I mean, I just got my voice back this morning, and I pulled like, like muscles in my butt and in my legs, because I was up here with the young people thinking I was still young, but I'm not. But it was just an awesome night. Hey, if you're going to go all out, just pull some muscles, you know. So it was an awesome night of just worshiping God. And, and I just want to, I want to encourage you guys before we dive into part four today of We Are Victory. I want to encourage you of two things is just thinking about this fast being finished. So, so number one is this, hold on. Somebody say hold on. hold on. Hold on to everything God told you and did in your life during the fast. I want to encourage you to hold on to that. You need to remember what God did or what God said in a couple months from now when you're going through a difficulty. Hold on to the word. God always speaks for the now, but he always speaks also for the future. So hold on to that word and hold on to what he did in your life. But maybe you're here and you struggle through the fast, which we all do at times. Maybe you feel like you didn't hear anything or maybe you didn't see anything. Can I encourage you also to remind you when you don't see anything going on, doesn't mean that God's not moving behind the scenes. Doesn't mean that God didn't hear your prayers. So be encouraged today that what you sowed in this fast, you will reap, no matter what you saw or didn't see. Amen? And then number two, very quickly, yes, the corporate fast is over. But I want to encourage everybody here to make fasting a part of the regular rhythms of your life. Because this was a called fast for 21 days, but the Bible tells us as Christians to make fasting part of our life. So make it a part of the regular rhythm of your life. And here would be my challenge to anybody, especially anybody just starting out fasting. Just pick a day a week. Pick a meal or, or pick one day you don't watch any TV or any, uh, any social media and you just give greater time to God. Just continue that fasting. And again, just because prayer, the fast of prayer has stopped doesn't mean prayer has stopped around here. We pray every Wednesday night over in the kids' auditorium from 7 to 8 o'clock. The fast may be over, but prayer is never going to stop around here. Amen? He's called us to be a people of prayer. So just, just be encouraged in those two things. That came to me this morning and, and last night as I was praying for you. Well, we're going to dive right in. We're in week four of the message series we're calling We Are Victory. And yes, it's telling us about the heart of victory, who we are, what God's called us to do, uh, how he called us to do it, and where we're going. So yes, we're talking about those things, but also everything that we're talking about are biblical principles that will help you in this life and help you have a greater 2023. Amen? How many people still believing for a greater in 2023? Come on. Greater blessings, greater favor, greater influence in your life. Amen? Amen. And so I want to just do a quick recap before I dive into part for today. So just follow me. I'm keeping production on their toes today. So let's, let's just kind of, let's go through this together right here on the screen. First thing we talked about was who. Somebody say who. who. 
So we tackled who we are. Victory, right here on the screen. Victory is a place and a people, come on, we're both, who are built on, directed by, and fueled through God. Come on, say it with me. In prayer. There you are. In prayer. Victory is a place of prayer. We're a house of prayer. We're a people that prioritizes our personal prayer life and corporate prayer. We always need to find ourselves on our face before God praying. Amen? That's where everything comes from. That's where it all starts and that's where it ends in the place of prayer. Then we jump to uh, the what. Somebody say what. That what is vision, victory, vision. And it says right here, victory is a place and a people who are dedicated to and guided by the vision that God has given this church specifically. And that is a fourfold vision that came out of Acts 1.8. And I want you to say it with me. Many that have been around Victory, you know this. It's in your DNA. But let's all get it out because we need to hear ourselves say it. To my right, to your left, or on the screens. This is our fourfold vision. Building families. Come on, strong families. Transforming communities. Reconciling cultures. And impacting nations. That's our vision. Come on, Victory. That's what God's called us to do. That's what we've been doing, that's what we're doing now, and that's what we're going to keep doing. That's what the king has called this house to do. Amen? And then last week, I had the honor to talk to you guys about values, the how. Come on, remember? Check. Check yourself. Check yourself before you... All right, somebody's like, you're brand new. Like, do we talk back to the pastor? Yes, you do. You can talk back here to the pastor. Uh, and so, just want to say this to you right here. Victory about the how is a place and a people who embrace and embody, come on, say it with me, the values God has called us to live out. And what are those values? Very biblical principles. Courageous, humble, empowering, connected, and kindness. Those, that's, our, that's our check. Somebody say check. Those are our guardrails. And again, those are our church's values, but those are biblical principles that God wants us to walk in. Amen? Every day. And so today, as we dive into part four, we're looking at where we're going. Where we're going. And I have no doubt the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you as I share our church where we're going. He's going to speak to you about your life and where you're going. Let me say it to you like this one last time. Come on, production. Here we go. One more time. Victory is a place and a people who are motivated by and moved toward, come on, say it with me, the God goal he has given this church. Come on, we have a God goal that God has given us to fulfill and accomplish a God dream that he gave this church. He's given us a God goal to accomplish the God dream that he's given this house. And let me pray. And if you're taking notes today, and I encourage you to do so, I'll definitely go some practical on you at the end. Today's message title is God Dream. God Dream. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Your beautiful presence is already here. We ask you now, as we just dive into your word, would you speak to us? We thank you that your word is so powerful and so alive that it speaks to each and every one of us. Here we are, a big crowd of people, but you speak to the individual. And so, Holy Spirit, would you help me speak once again to these beautiful people and those who are watching us online? 
In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, amen. I want to introduce to some of you and remind others the origin of this God dream. And so we're going to have a little story time with PC, all right? So sit back. I wish I had a little keyboard going, but, you know, we'll just kind of imagine your mind. Um, and so I want to just kind of share a story uh, that God did in our pastor's heart, and then we're going to look at some application on all this. In 2010, our current senior pastors, Pastor Johnson and Pastor Summer Bowie, uh, were installed right here at the... There's that good-looking couple right there. Those are our senior pastors. Come on, give it up for our senior pastors. They become good friends. And uh, also, I got a picture right here of their boys who are growing like weeds. That's uh, Jeremiah on the left and Isaac on the right. You'll see them running around here some t- from time to time. And, uh, and th- this is our, fam- our, our senior pastor's family. And I want to encourage you, let me just say this. We need to be praying for our senior pastors. The Bible tells us to pray for leadership, both in the church and out church. We need to pray for the president. We need to pray for leadership. We need to pray for our senior pastors. I know this, Lisa, and I covet your prayers as your campus pastors. We need to pray for our leaders. So pray for the buoys when God brings them to your heart. Well, in 2010, they were installed as the first campus outside Norcross, Hamilton Mill. Here we are. We're sitting in the fruit of all that. And uh, they, Pastor Johnson had, and Summer had been on staff for five years, and leadership saw the call in their life, and it, 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 was, it was time. And, and so a, a year went by, and God was blessing, and Pastor Johnson on a, on a 2011 Easter Sunday is, is waking up, and he's just you know there in the bed and talking to God. He's thinking about the Easter service. He's thinking about his message, and, and all of a sudden... And I'm going to use his words, the Lord just walked into his bedroom. And he had what he calls the most God, the real God encounter that he's ever experienced in his life to date. Won't, probably won't be the last one, but it's to date for sure. And he was just kind of waking up. Come on, when you wake up, great way to wake up and a great way to go to sleep is talk to God. Hello. So he was just like, hey, good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you for Easter Sunday. Thank you, Jesus, for rising from the dead. Just having that moment. And the Lord spoke to him, clear as day. And the Lord asked him a question. He said, how many do you want? And he knew God was talking in this moment. And he knew that God was referring to victory. And, you know, his mind immediately went to Easter Sunday, but then he knew something was bigger. And without a thought... Uh, at all, Pastor Johnson just blurted out to the Lord, 100,000, God. We want to reach 100,000 for your kingdom. Mind you, at the time, Hamilton Mill was only 400 people. So this was a big number to reach for Jesus. And he said God replied back to him in that moment as he threw out 100,000. God said, how about a million? And Pastor Johnson shook in his bed, <laughs> as any of us would if we'd have heard that. And his response immediately to the Lord was, no, no, no. My, my ego could not handle that. I, I, th- there's no way. And I just want to pause real quick to say, I love the honesty and the humility of that response to the Lord. When God throws out something big to you, can I tell you, our response needs to be, there's no way I can do that, but God, I know that you can. If God ever tells you something big and you say you can do it, you might want to check yourself. Bring out the check. And so 
There he is in this moment of just the Lord right there talking to him. And I don't know if you've ever experienced something like that when the Lord, like, you, you feel like he's standing or sitting right next to you. And he's taking it all in. And he says after that God encounter in his bedroom in 2011 on Easter Sunday, there was nothing for a long time after that. And so, I mean, nothing for years. He was hearing things from the Lord for the church, but nothing like that. And, you know, PJ, Pastor Johnson, sorry, I call him PJ when I'm just with him. Pastor Johnson, he shared that, you know, that Easter Sunday of 2011 when God spoke to him, he, he did not know how, but he knew that one day because of what God said to him, that he would be, he and Summer would be the senior pastor's of Victory Hamilton Mill. That was in 2011. He's like, God, I don't know how, but you're doing something. You're definitely saying something. This is wigging me out. That number is very scary. And so he just had to give that to God. And he knew, they knew that they were going to be planted victory. This is where they were going to be. And so only God would be able to do this and make it happen. And they would have to be in a senior role to lead that vision. Now, let me just pause for just a second. Y'all still with me, 11 a.m.? How's everybody doing over here on, the right, on my right side? Y'all good? Give me a wave real quick. There you are. Come on now. All right. So he, this is very important for everybody in the room. Pastor Johnson did not run the next day after God told him this incredible vision and say, Pastor Dennis, to the founding pastor, you, you know what God told me? This is what God told me, and he told me, I'm, I'm going to be the senior pastor. He, he, he didn't do any of that. He, and, and the reason why, somebody said, thank God. Yes, thank God. Because he didn't want to pollute the process. He didn't want to manipulate anything to have flesh involved that this is going to be God. Listen to me. If it's going to be God, if it originates from God, if it's initiated from God, then God will make it be. God will let it happen. He will make it happen on his beautiful timing. So let me encourage all of us here. When God tells you something and you know it's God, hold on to that. Don't just throw it out for the whole world on Twitter. Do you know what God told me? <laughs> Don't put it on Facebook right away. For me and Lisa, when God has told us things and, uh, you know, that we just like, oh my goodness, whatever that thing was that he told us, it was just me and her. And sometimes it was just me for a while. I know Pastor Johnson didn't share with Pastor Summer this vision for years also. He just kind of tucked it deep in. It was like, I, God. And so I want to encourage you. Our, our language for us when God shows us something or he tells us something, we, and, and we know that we don't need to say it first. We don't need just to share it with the world. You know what we do? We shelf it. We, we, we shelf that vision or we shelf that word that God gave us and we just know, God, when you want to bring that book down and open that chapter in life, you will do it. So I'm going to shelf it. I've got, a, I've got a lot of books. I'm a reader and, and my library just continues to grow. It drives Lisa crazy. Uh, she's like, you, you're never going to read all these books. But, and, but I'm just telling you, it's just like, just like that. Your story's still being written. And if God is telling you something about the future, don't just share it and blab it to everybody. Maybe just share it with a few couple trusted friends that you know got your back in prayer. Hello, somebody. And then shelf it. And let God bring it down like only he can. 
And listen, when God brings that chapter, opens that book of your life and that chapter says, this is what I want you to do, it's beautiful because only he could do it. Only he could do it. And that, the reason only he can do it is because he'll be the only one that gets the glory. Whatever he's told you to do, and there's some of you in the room, I feel it right now just as I'm praying for you and I'm preaching. Some of you, have, you've got some God words, some God dreams, some things that God has said, but you have held on to it. That's good. And you keep praying into it. That's good. Wait for God to bring it down. And watch him move. Wait on him. There's that word we all love, Wait. Wait on him because let me tell you what, his timing is better than our timing. His best is better than our best. Wait on him and watch him move and then just follow his steps. Amen? Amen. Hey, think about this. Just a couple things, biblical examples. David, he's crowned king. Uh, he's, you know, he's anointed to be king of, of uh, Jerusalem and Judea. He had to wait 15 years. 15 years. How about this? Get a little more personal. Abraham and Sarah wanting a baby so bad. And they had to wait 25 years after the promise of Isaac. You're going to have a boy. They had to wait 25 years. That's waiting. Somebody say wait. We got to be patient. By the way, patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. If we're impatient, then someone else is in control, not the Holy Spirit. The Bible says when he's in control, he'll produce these things. One of them is patience. Oh, God, help me. We got to be patient. If I didn't initiate it, then I don't have to make it happen. If I didn't originate this idea that came from heaven, I don't have to make it happen. I can just follow him accordingly. Amen? So let's trust God and watch him move and follow his lead. Back to the story. Seven years go by. And then guess what? 2018. Our founding pastors, Pastor Dennis and Colleen, take them out for dinner. And they start a conversation about the buoys, our senior pastors now, taking over and succeeding the Rouses. And the dream in Pastor Johnson begins to stir. It begins to come alive again. What he had tucked away, tucked away and told no one. Didn't even tell the Rouses in that moment, back in 18. And then someone recommends him a book, a book that you've heard me mention a couple of times called Hero Maker. And that starts to open his eyes even more. He's like, okay, uh, wow, I'm seeing how, God, you could do this. It was just a book of discipleship. It's a great book I recommend to anybody. And, and so God is, God is confirming the dream inside Pastor Johnson's heart. Victory, at the same time he reads the book, Victory starts hiring new staff to come alongside these staff to think bigger, to dream bigger, to accomplish the God dream here at Victory. So all these things are coming together. And Pastor Johnson starts thinking, I remember when he said this the first time, he's like, I think we can do this. I think we can reach 100,000 people for the kingdom, for Victory Church. And so he, he's thinking that, and, and, and a, a, few, a few of his, him and a, some senior leaders, they go down to Florida to a conference, and they actually get the honor to meet the author of the book, Hero Maker. And he spends about 30 minutes with them. And then he tells Pastor Johnson and the few that came for victory, he said, I want you guys to spread out. Go get with the Lord. What, just ask God what he has to say. So Pat, I can see Pastor Johnson tucked away in a corner somewhere. And he's just like, you know, uh, he already knows. So he's right. He's like, okay, God, we're, we're good, right? We're good. 
We've already talked about this, that it's the 100,000. I already know. I don't, I, don't, you know. I don't need to hear. I know what you told me, you know. And ju- he says this just as real as the first time God came in his bedroom in 11. The Lord spoke to him again, and he said, the Lord said this. You know, the million wasn't your idea. It was mine. And Pastor Johnson, like any of us, began shaking in his boots. He said, I was terrified when the Lord said this. That was Johnson. <laughs> I don't know what it is about 11 a.m. There's always a moment. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. Uh, and Pastor started thinking, there is absolutely no way that we can do this. There's no way I can do this. There's no way we can do this. And you know what God said to him right there? You're right. Because if you could do it, then you'd get all the credit. Oh, I hope that's speaking to somebody right now in your life. If you could do it, you'd get all the credit. And you would never accomplish what God wants you to do and what God has called you to do if you think you can do it. My spiritual father and mentor said this a long time ago, and it's changed my whole perspective about vision. I heard this when I was 24. I'm 51 now. He said this. I hear it like it was yesterday. He said, if you can accomplish your vision by yourself, your vision is too small and so is your God. If you can accomplish your vision by yourself, your vision is too small and so is your God. Here. God's not small, but here. Listen to me, church. Let me say it to you like this. God wants to do supernatural things through you. Somebody say me. Me, Right here on the screen. God wants to do supernatural things through you, but he wants to know that he can trust you to give him all the credit when it comes to pass. Oh, my goodness. God, he wants to do it. And if anybody struggles with the supernatural, like the word supernatural, let me just remind you, our God is supernatural. Our God moves supernaturally. His spirit is in you if you're a Christ follower. Even when we pray, it's supernatural, whether it's in our understanding or it's in the spirit. It's supernatural. All of Christianity, it's supernatural, and he wants to do it through you. He wants to do supernatural things through you, but he wants to make sure that he gets the credit. That there's no way we could have done it on our own. And so I want to just kind of share with you right here on the screen the clarity that came from that time with Pastor Johnson. And and he put it on paper, and this is it right here on the screen. Victory Church will reach 100,000 people as part of this church family in our buildings, campuses, and other settings. And we will reach 900,000 people right here through a church network, church plants, and missions organizations for a total scary number of 1 million souls, come on, influenced for the cause of Jesus Christ. Amen? Stay with me. Don't, don't just hear numbers. Stay with me. Because some people's mom would go, oh, they just want to be a big church. Stay, stay with me, okay? Turn that flesh filter off and let's listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen? August 2020, the buoys received the torch. What a beautiful service. We were there. It was incredible. Anybody remember watching that or being there? It was incredible. Like literally, when I say a torch, a physical torch. And they became our senior pastors. And then in January 22, we launched Victory North Cobb, 
which under the leadership of Pastor Darius and Melba, thriving, exploding, God's blessing. Then just in January of 2023, here we are, just the beginning of January still, we launched 50 house churches, which is unbelievable. Reaching people that will never walk into the doors of a church, but they might walk in your home. And listen, let me just, as, as we're going there, prophetically, this is what we see. Remember, vision is always future-oriented. It has a prophetic touch on it. We see 500 house churches one day. We see a dozen campuses one day. We see a ministry, a ministry school equipping the church to live and lead in today's world. Come on, somebody. We see a church network that is not just for victory at all, but it's supporting all the other churches here in America and around the world. We see a church that will soar past $100 million in giving to missions. By the way, if you didn't know, we've already reached $88 million in 30-plus years giving away to missions for God. Amen? So first, let me say this. Let me just throw it out there. We are not bragging on victory. We are bragging on God. We are bragging on God. There is nothing that victory could accomplish down to the penny that was given except through God. It's all God, and it's all for his glory, and it's all to advance his kingdom. Amen? And that's why you're here. And that's why I'm here on this planet at this time to advance his kingdom. It's not about me and mine. It's about God's kingdom. Him first. He's got me in mind if I keep him first and be Jesus-centered. Amen? And the reason I say that is the thinking goes, well, what about me and mine? What about my family? God's got you if you got a hold of him first. Seek him first and his righteousness, and then all these things will be given to you. What are those things? Because somebody's, somebody's wondering, the clothes you wear, the food you eat, we know what that is, your provision. He's got you. Let's make number one, number one, Jesus. Let's keep the main thing, the main thing. Amen? Let me, let me say it to you like this. If you didn't know, if you're newer to the church or you didn't know our leadership here, you might think to yourself, well, uh, victory is all about numbers. And, and, and we're not, even though I just threw out the number. Because can I tell you, Pastor Johnson didn't give that number. God gave that number to Pastor Johnson. Big difference. He didn't just say, we're going to do this. No, no. He, in his thinking, and I know this man now very well, he's not a numbers guy. And neither are we. And I just want to say this. You may be sitting in a seat today, but we don't just see a person. We see a heart. We see a story. It's not about numbers. It's about people. It's about hearts. It's about story. And it's about advancing his kingdom. we got to lift our thinking. God's the one who gave this number, this God dream, and we got to lift our thinking and change our strategies that we're going to accomplish what God has called us to do. It's not about growing a big victory. It's about growing a bigger kingdom. And the world is in a desperate hour where it's between heaven and hell. And he wants to use you, brother, sister. He wants to use you to reach people that I couldn't or that others couldn't. I love it. Matthew 9, look at this right here on the screen. Y'all still with me? Matthew 9, 37 through 38, you know this verse if you've been around church, but maybe the Lord would highlight and make it new in your heart right now in the context of what I'm talking about. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The harvest is plentiful. 
Approximately, they say, 8 billion people on the planet right now. That's a, that's a lot of people. Recent 2022 report uh, came, uh, claims that there are 2.56 billion Christians. Now, that would be people that might even say, I believe in God. They may not be a Christian, but that, that's just a number that came from a, a report we recently read. So when I hear those numbers, listen to me, church, the harvest is plentiful. This is a big, big world. And let me tell you what, right here at Victory Hamilton Mill in this greater area, we got some work to do to reach people for Jesus. And let me just say this. If you're like, hey, I don't know, it's not an option. It's not me. It's the king's command to reach people for the kingdom. Let me give it to you just in case. Matthew 28 says this right here on the screen. Then Jesus came to them. Who's them? The disciples. And he said this, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Jesus says. Now look what he does here. Therefore, go and make disciples. He said, go and make disciples. Somebody say, go. Go. Therefore, go and make disciples. So what is he saying? I've got the authority. I'm giving it to you. Go. And then later he tells them, but by the way, before you go, wait on the power. I'm giving you authority. Wait on the power and then go. Go all out into the world. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. What does that mean? He's talking about being disciples. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And aren't we glad that we're never alone? Those boys needed to hear those marching orders and the very last thing they needed to hear was like, they're they're thinking like, we got to go into all the world and what? And Jesus like, it's okay. I'm going to be with you by my Holy Spirit. The, the God goal of reaching one million people for victories, for victory, and for the kingdom, most importantly, is a little slice of Jesus' great commission I just read. For us to reach the world. When we say the world, it seems, it seems so big, right? But the world there, when you go out into the world, he's talking about your world, your world. My world. I live in Decula. That's my world. Where, where you live, your sphere of influence, your world, and then to the uttermost part of the world. This is, this is the direction, this is the goal, and this is the dream of this house. And it's going to take all of us, somebody say all, all of us to accomplish it. Because not only are we victory, but it's also the mandate from heaven for the great commission of reaching people for the Lord. Amen? I would say it to you like this. I've said it one time before since I've been here. I believe truly that we are in a blue code moment in time. If you're in the medical field, you know exactly what that is. They hit that button, and everybody comes running into that room. I believe we're in that time right now in the world. And I believe with all my heart that people are looking for Jesus like they never have before. People are scared, they're angry, and it's the perfect time for Jesus to be introduced into their life. And guess what? He wants to do it through you. Amen? How, how are we going to fulfill this? Well, if you're taking notes, follow along with me on this before we close out. How, how are we going to fulfill this? Number one, we got to pray toward it. we got to pray toward it. Somebody say pray. 
I've already told you, we're a house of prayer. You're a house of prayer. Your family is a house of prayer. I'm declaring that over you. Your personal prayer life, corporate prayer every Wednesday from 7 to 8, we're going to stay a house of prayer. That's who we are. And I just want to encourage you now, and somebody needs to hear this, you need to start praying some big, audacious prayers. You know why? Because we have a big, audacious, great, and mighty God. And there's nothing too difficult for him. There's nothing too small. There's nothing too big. There's nothing too difficult. It may look impossible to you, but that's why we pray. That's why we pray. There were a bunch of people here at our night of worship, Thirst on Friday night, that came up here and put cards in the baskets of things they were believing for that only God could do in 2023. Pray it in. Pray it in. That child that's away from God, that was me. My parents prayed for five years. They prayed me back into their arms and back into the arms of Jesus. God can bring that prodigal home. Pray, pray in that marriage. That sister, that brother, that sibling that's away from God, pray it in. Pray it in. Pastor Chris, I've been praying. Keep praying. Keep knocking. Keep asking. Pray it in in Jesus' name. Amen? Pray it in. Number two, serve toward it. How do we do it? We pray toward it. We serve toward it. Somebody say serve. We serve the family here, each other, and we serve the world out there. Listen, serving is the greatest form of leadership, and when we serve, we look like the greatest leader of all, Jesus Christ. There's some incredible bosses in here, CEOs, entrepreneurs, leaders in this room. And by the way, everybody in this room, all of us have a leader living in us named the Holy Spirit. So we can all lead in some area and serve in some area. Amen? And so I just, I just want to encourage you. It all starts with serving. And, and, and somebody needs to hear this. There's so much more to Christianity than just attending a Sunday morning service. Attending a Sunday weekly service. There's so much more. And listen, I'm not downplaying Sunday. I love Sunday. I love being with you people. I love worshiping with you. I love preaching to you when I get the opportunity. But can I tell you what? There's so much more. There's so much more. Serving inside the house, outside the house. And I'm, I'm even thinking about all the people that have come up to us and like, Pastor Chris, I'm, I'm, a, I'm leading a small group. I've never done it in my life before. I'm like, that's awesome. And then they lean to me, and I'm scared to death. And I'm like, that's okay. You go for it. we've had so many people tell us, I've never done this before. I'm like, that's how you grow. That's how you grow, doing something you've never done before. God told you to do it, go do it. Nervous is okay. It just means you're going to be praying about it. By the way, there's a difference between nervous and fear. Nervous keeps me on my face before God. Fear is a spirit that will discourage me in my faith. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Serve. We, we have this right here. I mean, so many, jump in and serve. So many places around here that you can serve in-house, but also serve out there. We see the majority of you 90 minutes, unless you bless us coming on Wednesday here and there, 90 minutes. Serve all around this place. Serve in small groups that happen all throughout the week, but it's out there that really counts. Serve out there. Amen. Third one, y'all still with me? First one is pray, second one is serve, third one is lead toward. I just touched on this earlier. And let me just say this, some of us have been Christians far way too long to be here in this room today and not be leading somewhere. 
And I'm not just talking about in this house. I'm talking about leading out there. Yes, you should be leading in here, here at Victory Church, which is much more than a Sunday morning service. But lead out there. Let God use you the way he wired you, the way he made you, so special and so unique. I'll close out with that in just a moment. Lead. Somebody say lead. Get involved. I'm going to say it. Get involved in that HOA in your neighborhood there. You want to find a prayer language? Go to an HOA meeting. I've never seen such tenseness over a fence before. I'm like, what are we talking about right now? It's just a fence. Lead in your workplace. I had someone tell me last week, no one was, sta- no one was making coffee in their 10-man their, uh, staff place, so they started leading every day, getting there about 15 minutes early and started making coffee for everybody else. That's leadership. That's serving. And God sees that. The way we keep growing in life is by serving, stepping out, and leading. Lead. I love the verses in Judges 5-2. I think it's like... Uh, New, New King Jimmy or one of the translations. I can't remember which one it is. And uh, it says, the, the leaders led, the people volunteered, bless the Lord. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much, that's, that's the way it is. They were talking about Israel, but I, I, I read it right into my own life. The leaders led, the people volunteered, or you could use the word served. Well, bless the Lord. And that, that's the way it needs to be, Amen. That's, that's the way we keep growing is serving and leading. And I just want to tell you, man, some of you are putting yourself down. You're walking in some kind of inferiority and insecurity. And can I tell you, that is not from heaven. You have the great king inside of you. His spirit is in you. And, and the leader of the Holy Spirit is in you. And you can lead in different capacities in life, especially at home. That's where it starts and that's where it ends. Amen? Amen. Number four, give toward it. Give toward it. Pray toward it. Serve toward it. Lead toward it. Give toward it. There are two main things, and I've seen this. Some of you have been in the same church for years, and God bless you, that's incredible. And some of us have bounced around because we just had to follow the Lord, and that, that's been our family. And by the way, we ain't going nowhere, though. We here. But, uh, but I'll just say, uh, that's when we were in youth ministry. I'm like, God, could you just park us someplace, please? I felt like a pinball. And... Um, but anyway, there's two things that we've seen through church world that will slow down a church from reaching the God dream that he gave that church is the lack of leaders and the lack of finances. There's got to be leaders to lead people who are coming to faith, and there must be money to advance the vision. And I'm going to brag on y'all because I love bragging on you. By the way, I, I talk behind y'all's back all the time. I just want you to know. You know the rule, right? If you're only going to, if you're going to talk behind somebody's back, it's got to be good, right? Or just clam it up, all right? And so, like, I'm, I'm always bragging on you guys. And, man, I'm telling you, speaking of giving and generosity, we just had our Christmas gift to the world, every penny of it. I mean, even when we had the deadline, y'all just kept giving. We are like, stop these people somehow. Like, y'all just kept giving and giving. And now, I mean, it's at $850,000 for the Christmas gift to the world. You asked God, you gave, he provided, he blessed. 
And so now it's touching, again, every single penny down to the penny is going twofold to tackle the shackles right here in our area, helping people that are coming out of prison develop a new way of life and thinking, and then going over to Africa on the side of the world to help a village get witchcraft out of there and get Jesus in there. Come on. It all starts with a generous heart, and I just tell you, giving is a ministry that you and I can walk in. It starts with the tithe, which is obedience to the Lord and expression of worship. It comes from my gross, and I give it to him because I love giving to him, and I can never outgive him. And then anything beyond the tithe is an offering to the Lord. Anything. And I was just bragging on you about the offering. The Christmas gift to the world is an offering. None of that came to victory. It all went out. The gospel is free, but the road it travels on costs money. That's Mike Turner, our great missionary based out of this house. The gospel's free, but by the way, I'll just say, somebody paid for it. His name is Jesus. Lisa and I love, we love giving to a kingdom church. I was blown away when they were interviewing us and they told us about giving the missions. I was like, sign me up. I love that. I've never been around that before like that. It's incredible. We give $125,000 every month to our missionaries. I'm not bragging on victory. I'm bragging on God through you giving out and God blessing it. We're a kingdom church. We got to give to the vision. $88 million to missions over the 30-something years. We're about to have anniversary weekend next weekend. I think we're turning 33. Crazy. This church is not settled, nor will we ever settle. We're going to move forward to advance the kingdom because it's not about victory. It's about God and his kingdom. Let me say it to you like this, and this is for your own life, but it's also for victory. There has to be provision, excuse me, there has to be provision for God's vision to be accomplished. And that comes through all of us. Many of you are giving faithfully. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, I was just bragging on you. But I want to encourage everyone to jump in. I remember one time I had a conversation with a lady and a single mom, and she had her kids and her daughter's kids in their home, and they were barely making it. She came to me, and and, I mean, I just knew it was sincere. And she's like, I've never tithed in my life. I just want to tithe. And And she showed us, literally showed us, just got really transparent. But I, I, I don't have it. I'm, I'm living literally paycheck to paycheck. And I, I remember I said, you know what? God sees your heart. He knows your heart. And I said, here's what I would say to you. Just start somewhere. Start. Because we can always talk ourselves out of doing anything, but start. And this woman started, and she started at 5% because that's all she could do. And, then, and I never went up to her like, are you giving 10%? But she came back to us, I'll never forget, probably like about nine months later. And she's like, Pastor Chris, Pastor Lisa, I don't know where it's coming from. But now I'm able to tithe to the Lord every other week with my paychecks. I will never forget that. Thank you, Lord. That memory just popped in my heart. I'll never forget. She was crying like joyful. It's not about the money. It's about the heart. And it's all a ministry to the Lord. Biblical backing for that, 2 Corinthians. I'll give you a bunch of them. Right here it says this. Since you excel, this is Paul speaking to the church of Corinth, but speaking to us today. Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I also want you to excel in the gracious act, come on, say it with me, of, of giving. 
final one. So we said pray. We said serve. We said what? There you are. We said lead. We said give. And the final one is go. Go, speed race, sir, go. Go toward it. Jesus commanded, I just read earlier, go into all the world. Go. Somebody say go. Go. But the problem is, many of us are still sitting on the proverbial lazy boy, waiting for people to come to us. Lord, send them my way. It's a comfy chair. Send them to me, Lord. Send them. Lord's like, I'm trying to get you off your butt and get going. On your way out the doors today in just a few minutes, right over these doors right here in every campus of victory, there's a scripture, Mark 16, 15. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. It's a reminder for us that we're on the go. Not going fast in life, speed racer, fast, Mach 10, fast, busy, busy, busy. No, go out there. We will never be a country club church. We're a church that wants to advance the kingdom, and we got to go. Amen? I remember being on a mission trip in Jamaica many, many years ago, and uh, we were in a very impoverished area, uh, serving at a very impoverished church, but they were full of joy. Huh. And I had the honor to preach the word that Sunday. And uh, just a beautiful people. Oh, my gosh. I mean, God showed up that day, and, and I'm preaching the word. And all of a sudden, while I'm preaching, I see, a, I see a sign on the back. I didn't see it earlier that morning. And it said this, come and learn. Go and tell. And I was like, oh, and I've never forgot that. We come to church to gather together, to lift up the name of Jesus, to grow together, to learn in God's word, to learn fellowship from one another, but then we got to go and tell. It's not just come and learn, it's come and learn with the balance of go and tell. Mother Teresa said it like this, we are the people we have been praying for. We got to go. Somebody say go. So we need to be looking in the mirror. All right, all right, I got to do this. For you, Lord. You and I are the laborers for the great harvest. God wants to use you. Amen? Why? Because he put greatness in you. Psalms 86 tells us he even put it on you. So it's in you and it's on you. The greatness of our creator. Think about this. The creator of the universe put greatness in us. Quit comparing yourself to everybody else. You. He put greatness in you and on you. And he wants you to get that out of you to share it with the world around you. And that's what we call emancipating greatness. And you'll see those big old walls, those big old words on every wall in our campus to remind us that God has put greatness in us as a people. He wants to get it out of us to share that greatness in the world around us. Listen, let me say it to you like this as we get ready to close. You and I have only got one life to live. And let me just tell you, the older I get, the more I'm like, man, time is moving quick. Time is so precious. We've got one life. Somebody say one life. Let's give it all we got for Jesus and for his kingdom. Amen. And for his glory. We live our lives for the audience of one. Just like Victory is one church in multiple, multiple locations, 
One body with 140-something people groups, which just is a beautiful picture of heaven. Today, today, right now, all of my campus pastor mates, including our senior pastor, they're closing out their message right now. We're all saying the same message, but listen to me, but we're saying it in our own unique way. I'm not supposed to be Johnson Bowie. He's not supposed to be me. Pastor Mo, Pastor Darius, Pastor Emilio. The way that God wired me, the way that God wired you, he wants to use your unique gifting, your unique wiring, the way he made you. But here's the beautiful thing. We come together as one. We are unique, but we all come together as one people to reach people for Jesus. You're going to reach people that I couldn't and vice versa. He wired you that way. Let me say it to you like this as we begin to pray and close out. He wired you. He, well, let me say it like this, if we can throw it on the screen, because I just had memory loss. Thank you. Pray the way he wired you to pray. Somebody say pray. Serve the way he gifted you to serve. Somebody say serve. Lead the way he made you to lead. Somebody say give the way he graced you to give. Give and go where he's called you to go. Let's take all that uniqueness and individuality and bring it together as one family, one army to see revival come to this land. And I want to remind you that the God of revival, he lives in you, brother. He lives in you, sister. The God of revival, everybody's like, bring revival, bring revival. I want to tell you, the God of revival lives in you. And he wants to bring revival through you. What is revival? Anything that's dead needs to be revived. We're not doing this just because we are victory. We're doing this because we're the church of the living God. And we will not settle. Amen. Let's pray together. I know G, uh, Lisa already did this, but I, I just, I want to ask, would you just put your hands out like you're receiving something, sitting right where you're at, just in your chair. Father, we come to you now in Jesus' name, and we just take it an honor and a privilege to be a part not only of the vision of Victory Church, but the vision of your kingdom. We thank you that you would never ask us or tell us to do something that we couldn't do without your help. I look at this big number of a million souls, and I get terrified inside. But God, I thank you that when you call us to do something, we will see it happen. We will see it to come to fruition in your beautiful timing. And so, Father, today, right now, in this moment, God, we surrender our hearts to you. And we thank you, Jesus, for giving your life for us. You died so we could live. And if there's anyone in this room, even in this moment, right now, with your hands before the Lord, just saying yes to God. Father, if we've run away from you, forgive us. We repent. If we've been doing our own thing, God, forgive us. We repent. We say yes to you now, Lord. Use our gifting. Use the way that you wired us. Use the way that you made us. Use us for your glory. Use us, God, to shine and share your love wherever we go. We surrender to you, Lord. And we thank you, God, for all that you're doing, for all that you've done, and for all that you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, church. God bless you guys.